Hello, podcast fans. Adam Carolla here. I'm leading the fight against patent trolls who are threatening this medium. It's not about me. It's about the podcast you're listening to right now. If I go down, this show could be next. Visit fundanything.com forward slash patent troll for more information on how you can keep podcasting alive. Thank you and mahalo. gentlemen welcome to the hooniverse podcast i am your host jeff glucker and joining me finally feels like it's been a while is yeah really blork z rang i like that it makes me sound like an alien life form yes someone on facebook told me to call you that i like that because they said Smart their guy. girlfriend called you that or something like that out of nowhere was it auntie no it wasn't auntie it was someone <laughs> else uh but it was so i told him i would definitely you use know he's one of them auntie. foreign types he's probably uh <laughs> yeah right <laughs> that's that's your name that's how you translate it yeah um, in Finland, in Finland, that'd be my name. So yeah. that's sure. If I be, ever become a Finnish racing uh, rally driver, good luck with that. Thanks. I'm working. I on don't it. know if V V skills translate. You're more <laughs> of a tarmac guy. Um, <laughs> how you been? I've been all right. I've been yeah. all right. We are here to talk about stories of woe. I believe stories of woe. That's a that's a good idea. Should I start? Because yes, I've kind of kept I've kind of kept this under wraps for the last few weeks. Frankly, because I've been incredibly embarrassed by it. But you know, who who am I to? Uh, Hide that sort of thing from good friends who will mock me mercilessly for the rest of my life. Exactly. Stuff like this. Right, Jeff? That's right. Thanks. So let's let's go and start with the fact that my Miata is broken. Oh. Horribly broken. The Miata. To the extent that I need a new engine. That sucks. That, that, it, what yeah. happened? Um, you got to fill everybody in on how it happened. All right. So I changed a valve. I don't even know the whole story. I changed a valve cover on it. One, because I needed a new gasket. And two, I got a shiny one. Ooh. That adds about 20 horsepower. Yeah, it does. Clearly added too much horsepower because it started feeling a bit funny. And then I... Uh, I did an oil change. It was at 4,000 miles, so I did an oil change. And um, I think I got out like two and a half quarts out of it, and there was a minor oil leak. I thought it would be the oil pan, like a little leak there, and it wouldn't be that bad because, like, the transmission was just coated in oil. Oh. So I drove to Big Sur the next day for a Subaru event because I was like, oh, well, you know, it's running not that great, but fuck it. It's a convertible. I'm going to take right. the PCH. It'll be fun. And I got there, limped it up there. And when I parked, I realized the entire rear end was just covered in little oil part oh, particulates shit. and stuff. So uh, that was ugly. And <laughs> and then afterwards, um, I was like, well, I don't know what I should do. And and um, Subaru, they were really helpful. They said, you know, you should go up to uh, Monterey because there is a Subaru Mazda dealer there, and they'll take a look at it. So they caught ahead, and I drove up there. It took about, like, I guess an half an hour or so. You just said, Big fuck Sur. it, I'm driving it. I said, fuck it, I'm just going <laughs> to short shift at 3,000 RPM. And I got there, and I think all the oil I had put in the night before, like half of it was gone. Oh. So they put in two more quarts, and then uh, they were like, you should be able to drive this fine all the way back. It'll be a great. So I, so I left. I, I went down, <laughs> I went to Salinas and bought two quarts of oil and started heading down to 101. And by Gonzales, about 12 miles south, the oh, car just shit. shut down. Really? Yeah. And I was like... Fuck, no I warning I lights. You just like no, just oh, and I was able to like. Luckily, I was so uh, I got really lucked out on this one because I was able to like take like coast it off an on ramp and onto a, like a quiet intersection and a oh, truck honked nice. at me, but that was about it. And then I got it towed to a Mazda dealer in Salinas, cost me 126 bucks, figures. And then 
Um, we rented a Toyota Yaris, and then my girlfriend and I made a, a nice weekend of it in Monterey. Oh, jeez. It was kind of freshest. We spent entirely too much money and got a hotel at Cannery Row and just drove around in this in this Toyota Yaris with crank windows. Oh, they wow. They still make Yaris's with crank windows. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a Hertz rental car, and it was actually a lot of fun just, like, hauling that thing down. The, I had to, on Sunday, I had to get it to the Hertz dealer in, uh, uh, you know, rental place in uh, LAX by 6 o'clock. And we left late because you always leave late for road trips. I mean, right. that's an unspoken rule. Right. And then I, I, I got there at like, they were like, you have an hour grace period. No, you have half an hour grace period. I got to the Hertz dealer at 6.25 p.m. Nice. And then they still charged me. And then I talked to the customer service and they're like, oh, hell, it's only just, you know, 25 minutes. And they just took it off. So Good that was all right. Fuckers. And then three weeks later, I got my car back. Yeah. Yeah. It sat there for two. It sat there for three weeks. Because, at the dealership? Yeah. Yeah, it sat there because they were like, they called, they called me the next day and they were like, yeah, you, you spun a bearing. Uh. And 64,000 miles, I spun a bearing, the front end was leaking, and there was just a ton of metal that came out the drain van. So I need a new engine. And I posted it on Facebook, and I got 140 comments, and I think 138 of them were, put an LS in it! <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, I've always wanted to put an LS in that car. But I thought, oh yeah, when the engine blows at like four hundred thousand right, miles, right. I'll be like, I'll be like thirty-five and has have a stable job and stuff. No, it, it blew now, so I am um, I had no choice. I am, I am buying essentially a Spec Miata engine, which is Spec Miata. You know, they use stock engines, so they still build those for Spec Miatas. And what are they just stock but overbuilt a little bit or stock? Yeah, just basically stock and overbuilt. And you know they they run really well. One of the one of the guys at Mazda was like, I put 18 weekends on my stock spec Miata with that engine with no problems. And uh, so I'm getting that in, and you know fresh motor, great motor. And over there in that box too in my house, I have a 12 pound flywheel and a new clutch and stiffer motor mounts. Damn. So it should be basically a new car when I get it. Get back. a good deal on the engine. Yeah, it's all right. I yeah. think 1900 or so. For a brand new motor? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's okay. But the thing is, though, I actually had to um, get a truck and tow it back. So oh. that was an adventure. I did that this week. What truck was, did you get? I got a Chevy Silverado 2500 HD. It's nice. friggin' awesome. Has a, has a $10,000 CNG tank option, which increases range up to 600 miles. Nice. Did you use great. it? Yeah, I did. It was nice. I only used half of it because I only needed half of it. And right. It basically cost 100 bucks to fill up on the way so there. So do you so. do normal fuel and CNG? You just kind of hit this. It's it's completely integrated, which is beautiful. You hit the switch in the center dot console, and then, um, like the gas gauge magically goes up because it switches to CNG, and then you get a little readout for how much gasoline you have left. But you can use regular CNG. fuel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You you fill it in through the regular part, because you see you have CNG basically in this toolbox looking thing that's un in the bed. And then how uh, how easy is it to find CNG stations? Uh, I don't know. I never. <laughs> you didn't need it. No, fuck it. You got gasoline. Yeah. Nice. Um, it's it's definitely like a thing for long haul truckers. You know, if you want yeah. to drive, drive six hundred miles, it's just all down to your bladder and how right. well you can hold your pee. Right. <laughs> or if you could pee into a bottle with no one looking. So you didn't need to get gas at all. I got gas once on the okay. way there because I um, it only was yeah, like I said, I think I got thirteen point seven miles per gallon, which is good when you're just driving a big ass truck. And on the way down, I rented a trailer from U-Haul, put the car on it, and just towed it all the way back. I've never towed – okay, I've towed a mattress before. Right. But I've never towed a car before. You've and hauled a mattress. I've hauled a mattress. You've, this is No, I hauled I, – I had to put it on the bed of a – I had to put it on my friend's trailer because it wouldn't fit oh, really? the bed. Yeah. So you did tow a mattress. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's this, it's this bed. That's where the magic that happens. Fit? Yeah, it's a, it's a queen bed, and I had, a, I had to borrow my friend's uh, – 
um, like 96 F F250 diesel. <laughs> nice. Because it also had my other crap on it. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah, towing was really smooth. Yeah? It's it's just incredibly it smooth. It makes it really easy. easy. Yeah, we just cruised at 70 miles an hour. I got to confess something. I've never driven the 101 at the speed limit. Why'd you take the 101? It was in Salinas. And I didn't yeah, want to go Yeah, can't you just hop over? How long would it take to get to the five? A bit longer. Also, we were dropping it off at my friend's place in Thousand Oaks. Oh, okay. So. All right. It, it was um, four and a half hours. So back, you drove that was. like down. Well, no, because Big Sur, that's the one, right? Yeah, I took the PCH in the Miata when it was okay. semi-working. All and right. then I took it up north to Salinas. Semi-working. Yeah. So, I mean, it's sad that the car's broken, but it's good that you got it back. And it's good that you're going to make it better. Yeah, I do. I also have frame rails in that really tall box from Flying Miata, and that's gonna go in and make the car a bit stiffer. Wow, so it'll be great. So, so you you're forced to spend money, which sucks. Right. But the car's gonna be awesome on the other side. Exactly. It's finally earned its horizontal stripe. It really will. It really <laughs> will. You know, I wanted to put a Mazda speed motor in it, but those are expensive. But the thing is, though, it's a 2000 engine, so it's the one without Mi- Miata nerds will uh, geek out on this. It's the um. It's the one without the uh, VVT, so it's it takes boost better, and that's actually the same engines Mazda used for the Mazda Speed in two thousand four. And so, so you're gonna turbocharge I it? I might turbo supercharge it, or both. I think oh, I twin both. charge, twin yeah. charge, like Nissan Pulsar style. Yeah, hell yeah, that'd be sweet. It'd I be mean, awesome. I'm sure there's kits f- people do either or, right? Miata people, they have to. Maybe I'll just put two superchargers on it, like that Cobra two Super charge. Snake. Yeah. Good luck with that one. Um, <laughs> that would, I mean, it'd be sweet, and I recommend <laughs> it. But yeah, pretty much. Um, but it'd be awesome. So that that's good news. Now uh, let's talk about your other Japanese car. And let me just note that you tr- <laughs> your Honda and my mi- Mazda, like two of the most supposedly reliable cars on the planet. Yeah, yeah. It's so. a shame. Uh, I touched on. I talked about it on the, on the last episode of the podcast, but we can definitely talk about it again, since the the theme here is going to be cars that aren't working. On this episode, uh, yes, the Civic, and it's been written about on Hooniverse, is broken, and it might be fucking dead. Um, I mean, How dead is dead. We don't know yet because the the shop we took it to said, you know, it's timing belt, it's the 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 crankshaft pulley, it's a bunch of things. But then other people are questioning it because the timing is hidden a little bit and shouldn't have been affected. That might have been just the serpentine belt that came off. So so there's some question about what's going on. The guy who fixed the car, uh, Rick, uh, who's in charge of the school that fixed the car, um, gets back from vacation tomorrow the car is currently at Jason Connor's house, the, the, you know, who has the, focus, the Mountain Focus and the Eleanor Mustang, oh, okay. um, who helps me with camera shots, camera stuff, and has been writing some articles for us. The car is at his house because he lives in San Diego. So I had it towed from the place it was in Oceanside to his place, um, which wasn't far away. Wow. So it's in his what'd garage you, right now. What did you use to tow it? He, his AAA. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, he had AAA to tow it from Norco to San Diego? No, it wasn't in Norco. No, I had it home. Oh, okay. The, right. So the day it broke the was the first day I really got to drive it. Oh, you drove it yeah, and it broke on it, you? it was oh. home. It was in Huntington Beach, and I was driving it down to the HRE Wheels open house. Yikes, that's heartbreaking. So I was about five miles from the exit to the 78 off the 5, which then is not a, a very short drive to HRE and Stone Brewing, too, actually. Yes, exactly. Um, but so, yeah, I, again, like you lost power. Pulled over, got into the breakdown. It's the lane. worst feeling in the world. Oh, it's so bad. You never feel more naked or vulnerable. And I, ju- and I was 
so happy because the car felt good. The, it, that engine, when it's in VTEC, sounds when so it good. it kicks in, you know? That car sounds good. It does you gotta sound admit. good. That car I, sounds when I great. It, it sounded great. Yeah, when you get it above 6,000 RPM, it just goes into another area, and it just sounds... Because, again, stock exhaust... But intake and header, so it's all engine noise. It's not right. farty bullshit out the back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's like, it. it sounds awesome. I love the when it works. Um, so the car is currently sitting at Jason's house. Um, and the funny thing is, this was on a Tuesday that we just made this plan to get it from the, the garage or the, the mechanic shop to Jason's house. So right. I'm up in Huntington. I'd gotten the the 2014 Audi R8 V10 Plus delivered that day. And that car comes with a mileage limit of right. like 500 miles. And I'd put nothing on it yet. But I, So talking to Jason, we we're going to see if he could do it Wednesday or Tuesday. And he goes, hey, I can leave work early if you can meet me down there. It's about a 45-minute drive for me. I was like, fuck, okay. So I'm thinking time of day, plus i got to pick my wife up at the airport at about 5.30, 5.50. Thinking about it, traffic, this is the best time to make it work. Fuck it, hop in the car. Uh, 73 to the five and just hammer down there. I made it down nice. there quick in that car. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm not going to say what speeds I hit, but just think, you know, nine miles an hour, 10 miles an hour. Just that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, I got you. Uh, yeah. Fly with my radar detector going About perfectly. Dollar, yeah. um, hauling ass. Uh, and then, so the first day I got that car, uh, even though we're changing topic to a car that actually works, um, <laughs> of the 500 mile range, I put... 200 miles on it in day one that's one tank of gas 200 miles if you live in socal you'll do that just in la county sucks yeah um and i have the car uh till tuesday by the time people listen to this it'll it'll be a given back the day before wasn't it a great car remember that part you wrecked it jeff <laughs> it's still a great car uh <laughs> and so i'm at like mile marker 400 in the car right now and i still okay. haven't shot it yet Jeez. So I'm going to have to be closer than normal. It's probably not going to go to the Hooniverse Highway hooning grounds of Ortega. It's probably going to be down in Irvine somewhere. Uh, okay. I actually might take it to Cars and Coffee, though. That, that makes sense. But uh, I got down there, saw Jason. Uh, the the guy who runs the shop who quoted me the price to fix the car said, I think you're doing the right thing. I probably wouldn't get it fixed either. He's like, he's like but we could fix it, and we were going to fix it right, but it was going to be expensive. The estimate, the initial estimate, and he said – initial being that the cost will come down because he's throwing everything at it just in case but it probably wouldn't need head bolts and you know pieces like that that would be fine twenty five hundred dollars jeez i couldn't sell that car for twenty five hundred dollars yeah seriously uh it may be in parts of the country where they don't get a lot of si's but we're dealing with a salvage title car that you know it doesn't have the si wheels anymore uh the motor's got one hundred twenty seven thousand on it which is fine for a honda but obviously um but i i if I think my sales price, if the car worked perfectly, would be about twenty five hundred dollars. Maybe, maybe if in about fifty years, when a bubble's about to burst on Japanese you know, classics, ja yeah, mid mid nineties Civics and everything, right. you could sell it for three thousand. Well, so and then I started looking at um, uh, replacement engines and upgraded engines like the K twenties, yeah. which would be uh, not probably not as exciting a motor out of the box, but it would be more power. Um, because I, I would they use those in Integras and then the next gen SIs after my car, I think maybe EP3s or something, definitely de like RSXs, maybe I think RSXs, yeah. Um, but I think they take well to um, adding power, is why okay. people love them. Uh, so I and I think that motor probably makes close to 200 horse, yeah, maybe 180, 200. So that'd be a nice jump over the 160 stock that my motor was rated for because the car only weighs 2600 pounds. Sounds like you just need a new bottom end, right. I don't know yet. 
We don't know. Um, so it just nobody's taken the the engine apart yet is the thing. Okay. We've just had done visual assessments and then tried to hand turn it and it wouldn't. So that's wow. the other assumption of why valves could be bent. Okay. So you said the serpentine, it looked like the serpentine, the serpentine belt, belt is gone. Okay. There is no serpentine belt. Right. And then there's something else shredded that I, I think is the timing belt, but I'm an idiot when I look at engines. I mean, full Me disclosure, yeah. I can't wrench on a car for <laughs> shit. The one who told me first, like maybe you should do this and that was Tim just by doing research. Cause he's, a genius uh for those of you we who don't know on the Hooniverse, the i know for those of you who don't know who listen to the hooniverse podcast um tim is the co-owner of hooniverse uh and he is a, a genius when it comes to wrenching on cars we should we should pay to fly him down here and then have him just work on our cars well, like, a, like when, a special ops guy <laughs> when rick gets home we'll ship the car to him and he's eager i felt bad because i'm texting him like hey mm -hmm. car's broken he, he's on vacation in aruba and right. he's the one who fixed it. He was the one who put the impact gun to the bolt of the pulley that is no longer attached to my car. Yeesh. So he's he he. I feel like he feels like shit, and I felt bad texting. I'm like, dude. I, so I, the, what happened to that car sucks. But at the same time, in my with my sixth sense of humor, I find it fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's been through so much. Right. And just when you fix it, because how's the body work? Body uh, better. Fixed? It's right. better. They okay. were able to buff some stuff out. It's got a new hood. Nice. And it's got a new front bumper and grill. Great. The, the, they're not painted to match. They're like a, like almost, they're not flat. They're close to flat black because they're just unpainted body panels. Okay. So, but it looks way better. The thing, the thing that's shitty, but also funny, we accidentally ordered the non SI grill. So it's looking for less and less like an SI. Oh. Like if I was like, yeah, it's an SI, people would be like, bullshit. Until they, <laughs> the one of the mechanics at the, the techs at the place I took it to was thinking like, oh man, sucks, you know, regular Civic. Then he looked at the VIN and he knew right away because the first three letters are EM1, which oh, yeah. is that generation. He's like, oh shit, no. And they said <laughs> oh. when they opened, the, when they first saw it, they're like, oh, this shitty Civic is dying for this guy and they opened the engine the hood up and saw the engine bay they're like oh fuck because the the um the intake cover has been uh or the engine cover has been repainted right the intake has been freshened up the strut bar has been repainted so it all look brand new plug wires from excel uh it's all looks so nice in the engine bay right now so it's clean so they yeah. were like Except this guy doesn't work right they're yeah. like this guy clearly takes care of the car and i was like eh. well i'm like kind of does but it just sucks because it was the first day i got it back that's even more heartbreaking than yeah. my thing. I mean, you know. Well, yeah, yeah kind, kind of. Well, we're not having a pity party here. We, it no. both sucks for both of but, us. But so what? I don't know what the plan is yet for the car. I have to wait till Rick dives into it. Um, I was thinking it'd be funny to do an LS swap into that just to be an <laughs> idiot, have huge <laughs> front tires on it. Turn it into one of those front drag racers. Right? Well, yeah, I know, right? And then I was thinking the K20 because you can get those for eight or nine hundred bucks. Really? Which yes. I should put one in my car. I know, right? Um, so because that could be fun to have just a, a more powerful civic si which is in my opinion the best civic they ever made well for the right. states at least because we didn't get yeah. the r's and stuff um uh, uh, i don't know maybe even put just something sh stupid in it and take it to lemons well one of those mazda v v6s they used in like the or a motorcycle or engine would be awesome oh, yeah, yeah like, ee, ee, little yeah, paddle shifters that would even be awesome for the street yeah how, i wonder how much those cost now because now i'm thinking about that right now get it get what, a v8 busa one thing I uh, 
I was looking up too. I was Googling to see if anybody did S2000 drivetrain swaps. Oh and God. some people have done some swaps like that, but they're so labor intensive that you either have to have tons of money to throw at it, you know, relatively speaking, yeah. tons of money, not like Porsche money, but like, <laughs> why would you do that to a civic money or be able to do the work yourself and be super knowledgeable? Cause we're talking whole rear subframe, changing uh, suspension geometry, tons and tons of shit. You remember that guy that put a Civic body on top of a C5 Corvette drivetrain? Yes, genius. Yeah, yeah. that level. I that assume. well, no, that's probably even easier. Because <laughs> uh, this, I think this, the S2000 drivetrain swap would be stupider. You, I mean, it, it to swap an S2000 drivetrain into something, you should start with a real-wheel drive car. Like right. there's a guy who actually works for HRE Wheels named Mickey, who has an old uh, AE86 okay. with a full S2000 drivetrain swap. The car oh is fucking God. awesome. That's cool. Even the gauge cluster, he fit into the stock uh, Toyota gauge so housing, the thing. so it looks like with first glance and then he turns it on and it's an s2000 gate it's one of the coolest cars ever that's super cool. his car is awesome and he's like the creative director for hre okay. wheels yeah yeah um so yeah i was bummed i was bummed that i didn't make it so i'm sitting there waiting for uh the tow truck looking on facebook and twitter at people posting pictures from the hre wheels oh. open house pharaoh was the mc of yeah, the event yeah. so many cool cars were showing up so many cool wheels uh i'm just sitting there like 10 miles away broken down on the side of the highway just shaking my head and then i was probably at the garage where the car was waiting for jen to come get me for about two hours wow thankfully the staff were cool the owner of the shop was awesome he had this uh this 76 maybe rolls royce tucked in one corner huh. so i just start chatting i'm like hey what's the deal with the rolls royce uh he's like well my parents are the greatest, uh, the most in love people on this planet. So he started, I'm like, oh, that's a weird intro. <laughs> Apparently, his dad's goals in life were to own his own business, own his own house, and then own his own Rolls Royce. And he did all of them, which that's is fucking awesome. Really cool. It's a black Rolls Royce. It's it's rough. It needs some love. The guy's trying to build it, but it's all original and, and stuff. Um, so he, he the reason that he says his parents are the greatest love story, back to cars. So apparently... His dad would buy his mom uh, a new diamond with a half carat up every year on their anniversary. Just like baller, like super romantic guy shit. What, what kind you know? of business was this? Guy? I have no <laughs> idea. But the guy obviously um, was doing it right in the, the husband-wife department. But so for their 35th anniversary, the wife goes, uh, she's like, not to be a jerk, but I have so many diamonds how about a necklace? Give me a diamond necklace. That makes sense. The guy's like, all right. So apparently this guy's mom back in the day had an old, I think, I think it was a Pontiac Catalina that okay. was her first car that she loved and she missed it. With the, the, the dad using uh, someone else in the family who was in law enforcement, not only found the right year and car, found the fucking car on the East Coast in a barn. Damn. They found the car. He secretly had it shipped back to the West Coast and fully restored. So for their 35th wedding anniversary, he hands her a, a necklace box. She opens it, and there's a set of keys in it. No necklace, keys. Right. She's like, what's this? Go outside. She sees the car. She starts crying. She's like, oh, my God, it's just like the one I had. He goes, no, no, no. This is your car. Boom! 
I mean, how fucking awesome is that? Jeez. That is so. I, I, I just, just got drop, chills. Drop this re- mic right now. I know. That's drop awesome. the mic. Please don't though, because no, those. No, this is a nice mic. <laughs> right. No, it's like that. You remember that story that made all the rounds this week about the guy who bought a '57 Chevys for his dad on his. I saw the headline. I haven't watched it yet. I want to see it. I love this. I watched it. Those are some of the best stories. I watched it, and I'm a heartless bastard. You got teary. Did you get misty? Yeah. Yeah. Dusty. When I was growing up, the '57 Chevy was my favorite car in the world. Oh really? Flat out. Yeah, I know. You don't expect this from an Asian dude who grew up in Illinois. But I watched. Did you grow up in Worcester? No, or was that well, later on? I, I moved in when I was seven. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, the more you know about Blake's right on. Doo, doo, doo. <laughs> but huh. No, huh. Huh. Perfect. Perfect <laughs> use for that. But um, no, it was. I, I watched a lot of Home Improvement, and I wanted a 57 Chevy. Did he morning. drive a 57? Was that his car? Yeah, no, I thought he had a Nomad. He had yeah. a Nomad. He had a Nomad. A sweet, like, gray Nomad. And yeah. then he, he drag raced Bob Vila once in a, like, I remember a that episode. I used to love that show. It's, it was such a great show. It was yeah. a great show. That was uh, my favorite episode, by the way. But yeah, I, I, I love the 57 Chevy. Nice. The one of the first uh, Meekum auctions I went to with my friend, the guy who uh, from the East Coast who buys all the cars, and I go and help him. Right. One of the first cars I helped him buy, uh, there was a 57 Chevy that was being sold from this major collection with a 454. Nice. Oh, yeah. With the, but it was like, Jesus. he's he. our aesthetics are different, so he likes like old guy classic car stuff. So yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. turquoise, and he fucking loves that it's turquoise, and the interiors match. So it's it's very well done. It's just I would never drive a turquoise, yeah, even I'm though not, the engine on it is a fucking beast. I'm not really sold on 57 Chevys anymore, really. Oh, yeah? Actually, I like 55. His might more. be a 56, to be honest. Oh, 56 had so the slightly egg, different egg grill. Yeah, yeah, and a different fins. Yeah. 56, 57, 55, all are different fins. And grills. I like the yeah. 55 now, actually. The car is pretty awesome, though. Um, yeah, it's cool. I remember there was a... It's I very... It's. I mean, if you want to go uh, that era car, that's America. Yeah, no. It, it's, that's it's, it. It's, it's, it's Sock Hops and Eisenhower it and is. Soda Jerks and all right. that nostalgic, t- like 50s diners. Yeah, but, you know, speaking of old Rolls Royces, do you know where I dropped my Miata off at? No. Corbin's place. Oh, really? Yeah, he's going to help me do the engine swap because he's... You guys are going to do it yourself. We're going to do it ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> ballsy <laughs> Shut up Ballsy You're a brave man I mean the guy clearly knows how to work on cars Yeah With varying results But it, it'll make your car engine. lovable It's, it's an engine and swap And interesting what's, what's so hard about an engine well, swap? Well you know it's an engine swap that's going to fit right on the existing mounts So yeah, there's so that It's, it's really Basically all you need is to help him wire it up and have a hoist And then yeah he has the hoist And the tools great. And, and he's space. got a lot of toys, and he's got a garage right. next to his dad's seventy. All right, uh, so this yeah, all right. You're, you're, you're not being as crazy as I, as I first thought. No, I'm not. You just put, hear that name though, and it's like, what are you? Oh okay. God, diesel Jetta with fender right. flares. He's gonna, he's gonna have gonna Bozozuka fend, uh, exhaust and. Well, he can't cut the roof off my Miata because it doesn't have a roof. So there you go. There yeah, you go. That's true. When I was there, he was working on a. Let's turn it into a truck. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> he was he was uh, working on like a Honda CBR from the from the eighties, like the first Honda CBR ever made, nine hundred Hurricane. And um, I helped him sink carburetors for twenty minutes, and I think I got a little sick. I don't think I'd ever ride a bike that he worked on, or no, not that he worked on that he like transformed into something. Oh no, he's just he was just restoring it. Okay, he wasn't okay. like. What's yeah. the deal with his rolls? Uh, sitting in his driveway. Has it done anything, or is it, is it like his daily? No, no, no. He he just rides around everywhere. Okay, know? but um, yeah, I don't know. He wasn't really clear. I think he's selling. Oh, he's he's planning to turbo it. So he's planning to take the engine out of that. And Didn't he want to turn it into there. like a drift car or something? Yeah, he was. But last time I talked to him when I was there, he said he's going to pull the engine eventually, like probably soon within the next month or so, and then um, do that. And he's also helping another friend with an engine swap. So I'm just in the queue for all his didn't, engine didn't, work. What's the deal with his other car? Because he got that back, didn't he? The guy bought he, it and then it, gave it and back then to him. And he sold it again, I think. Okay. So 
That's awesome. Yeah, really. Double dipping on a car. That's fantastic. Right? Good for him. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you want to talk about it, but wh- what's the deal with your motorcycle? Um, I had a little shunt, if you will. Um, was, this is two f- episodes in a row, by the way, that we're talking about motorcycles shunts. Shunts, Though so the, yeah. the one that we talked about prior, that's a fucking amazing story. If you haven't listened to oh, the last the episode yeah. of the podcast, go. Because Zach telling about his motorcycle accident is an is one of the greatest moments on the podcast ever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but now it's your turn. Sorry to sorry to prep right. that before yours. Listen to my shitty motorcycle I, I story. I and scraped my pegs. And I'm like, Basically, that's what <laughs> happened. I did not have like a massive like like. You, do, you weren't airlifted. I wasn't. With I was fireworks in the background. Yeah, I wasn't Nikki Lauda Nurburgring '76. I was more like a little Fender. I ride my bike for me. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> I don't even nice. know why. Yeah, but uh, no, it was uh, it was my first time on a snake. And it's gross. <laughs> Shut up. I didn't mean it like that. I'm just saying it's amazing that your first time on a bike on the snake. I know. I know. Well, you get because you've driven it in cars. Yeah. 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 Well, I was like, I scraped a peg. I was feeling good about myself. Like you know, just kind of sussing out the handling on it and everything. And the good thing, it's faster than you think, and it's more. It handles. It's better a beautiful than you think. bike, and it's also gorgeous. And until um, you punched it in the face. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but listen. Anyway, I, I got there, and it, it can be a, a little overwhelming if you've never been to California. And especially yes. if you're on a bike, because you go up the snake, and then all these sport bike guys are just getting stuck behind you, and they're just blitzing past you yep. and everything. Because, you know, they've been doing it since, you know, you knew what a bike was. Right. And um, I got there. I hung out, bullshitted a bit, and it was me and two friends and one of their friends on an R6. And they were all like, let's go hit let's go hit Las Flores. And then they just ro- stormed down. There and the guy in the R six blitzed me, and for some idiot reason, you I tried was to like, keep up. I was like, I could, I could keep up. I can totally uh. keep up. Yeah. So I went a little too fast into a corner and kind of slid into the edge of a cliff. I think I was able to get the bike down to about ten miles an hour, and then I just kind of fell over. But um, the That's bike. Scary. Yeah, it, it was. It was really nerve nerve wracking. Was there a guardrail? No, no, it was just a cliff. So it <laughs> just, was like, just, a, just cliff. a cliff. So it was just like rocks and dirt everywhere. Luckily, it was loose dirt and rocks. So. The damage was I scratched up the windshield that I installed anyway, and then I broke a turn signal, and the exhaust cover, like one of the exhaust heat shields, is scratched up. And also, that's not bad. One of the handlebar risers is bolts is bent, so I just have to go in and buy new bolts for it. That's not so bad. So you could really ride it home. Yeah, I rode it home. Were you fucking like adrenaline shaky yeah, riding it I, home? I, I think I hit I hit nine miles an hour on the PCH. <laughs> I was so fucking. You pissed needed at a myself. beer so bad. I bet. Yeah, I was so fucking angry at myself. What, they, um, were, and you didn't have like full gear, right? I had I had full gear. My jacket hadn't come in yet, but I had a back protector and riding jeans. And you had boots. riding jeans, okay, yeah. and boots. And um, the jeans are a bit dirty, and I was fine. I was and, completely fine. And so I'm not a motorcycle guy, but I I read like uh, Wes Siler's stuff often. Right, I didn't get a hole in my ass. Right, and he's always said, you know, riding jeans are a must. Yeah, riding jeans. I, I did because regular jeans, jeans you go right through. No, no, exactly. That's when you get the hole in your ass. And I didn't want textile pants because I'm a fashionable man in a man right. class. So I, I bought riding jeans, and they're really nice. They fit me perfectly. Are they heavy? They're, pretty, they're they're a bit heavy and thick, so it's. Were they hot. like Kevlar lined or yeah, something? Yeah, they're like it's like Kevlar Cordura weaved into the uh, cotton. There's no inserts. It's just the jeans. Um, I I have knee pads. And no, I have hip inserts, and I can put in knee pads if I want. That's cool. Yeah, it's very nice. But um, the bike's fine. I was able to ride it back, and it's been sitting because I've been on vacation, and I also had to, you know, I just haven't had time to go down to uh, take the handlebars apart. Are you nervous to get on it, or a little bit, a little, little bit. bit, a little bit? But I think it's gonna be. Gonna I'm, get it I'm back on that horse type of thing. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, I think I should be fine, but I'm de- debating whether to put in lower bars because I bought them anyway or just stick with the regular bars and um, if that's going to affect my own, you know, comfort. But I've just been, like, really too busy to work on it right now. You're a famous so automotive journalist. I, I am. I've, I've, be, I've got to travel. Have you d- uh, driven anything cool lately? Um, <laughs> that doesn't. That's not a good <laughs> ringing endorsement, though. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I'm going with no. I'm getting a Porsche Cayman in about an hour. I'm jealous. I haven't driven uh, a Porsche product in a very long time, uh, so I I'm very jealous. I drove a Boxster before, and it's awesome, so this Cayman's going to be sweet. I'm going to the Porsche parade tomorrow. That's fantastic. Where I'm going to find out, uh, just I'm going to find out once and for all why the hell Porsches are so goddamn expensive. Yeah. Porsches. Yeah. Because I was looking at values on Haggerty for shits and giggles. A 7911S, you know, Steve McQueen had one, but... Uh, one in really good shape is a hundred seventy thousand dollars for a seventy Porsche nine eleven. Hmm. That might be a special one though. No, no. no. You because you can Mc- go later seventies and get yeah. decent ones. Do you know how much McQueen's sold for? A couple million. One point three. That's gross. Million, which is insane. Yeah. Because I was just at RM auctions yesterday and looking at their his uh two seventy five GTB four Ferrari. Oh, that's gonna go for many gorgeous. millions. Yeah, one one. What's the estimate? Did they say like five to seven or something? Nine to eleven. Oh, no. Here's the thing. First of all, Steve McQueen's Steve McQueen had a two seventy five GTB Nart Special, which is the like uh, real Nart. Nart, actual Nart, which is you know the such a weird word to say. Nart. <laughs> it sounds like something Pinky and Brain would say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, set a record last year. Twenty seven point five million, highest price ever paid I for a road going car. And then well, at auction, right? Because there's auction, a rumor yeah. that the private sale of that uh, which car was it was like fifty million or something like that. Like I, a I year or two imagine. ago, I forget what it was. Because GTOs sell for like forty-five or fifty. It might have been a GTO that was a private sale that they nobody said the official price, but insiders were saying like, I know for a fact it was between forty-five and fifty million. Oh, oh, right, right, right. That's that's a private sale because I was remembering that the race car record for a race car auction is Fangio's Mercedes for twenty-eight. Whoa. So um, that person got a deal compared to where the values have gone. Yeah, they seriously. Probably sell it for fifty now. I bet that's great. That's amazing what an investment. But um. A few months ago, Bonhams sold a 275, just a regular GTB4 coupe. You know, no, no celebrities owned it. Three million dollars. Well, That's a record. The, 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 I think we might have mentioned a few times. If not, I've definitely spoken about it with a few people. The market for vintage Ferraris has been and continues to be just batshit crazy. Yeah, it, exactly. It's insane com- compared to other classics. The mar- So if you want to make money on Ferraris, buy Dinos, because even those are overpriced right now, but they're still under a million dollars. Yeah, exactly, which is kind of scary to think that it's a million. Oh, Dinos are $250,000 cars that are at being asked and getting four hundred fifty to $500,000. Yeah, exactly. They had an Enzo yesterday, a black one with a red interior, which is a rare combination. $1.1 million or something like that they're going to sell that. That seems like a good for. price, actually. Yeah. I, I don't remember how Enzo's were new. Price-wise? 300000 500000 No. I, weren't they a million dollars new? No, I don't think so. No? no they weren't a million dollars. I got to I gotta look that up on my phone because uh, – let's right. see. Well, yeah. While I'm looking this up, I was just thinking of another um, uh, Steve McQueen car, and I was curious about the value. What, what did was that Jag worth? The the one twenty. Well, here's the thing. I th- I think the Peterson bought it. I'm I'm trying to remember from my article. The Peterson bought it in '99, I think for six hundred or million. Million. Okay. But a regular XKSS is worth ten these days. Steve McQueen's is probably going to be worth twenty to thirty. Huh. Twenty to thirty. Twenty million, I think. 
Yeah, probably double the price on that one. Damn. Yeah. By the way, Enzo's were six forty three. Okay, so under a million. Yeah. Because I think the Veyron was the first car to be. Actually, no, no, not true. The Chupons nine six two CR was the first car to sell for a million. What is that? Like one of those road going nine. It was a road going nine six two made by the guy who won Le Mans in eighty three. Wow, is it yeah. some Japanese guy who owns it? I'm assuming. Uh, I think he made like six. Because isn't there? Aren't there? A few road-going 962s in Japan. In Japan, yeah, yeah. That video where they raced like the, the silk-cut Jaguar X, XJ, whatever the hell. Wow, that's amazing. So um, the Japanese love Ferraris and um, Jaguars. So they buy a lot of those like old race cars. You don't know where they end up, and they're just yeah. like, oh, some guy in Tokyo has it. Right, and yeah. he drives it. Yeah, he <laughs> drives it every day. It's his daily. <laughs> and, he, and he wears really sweet shoes. Yeah, and he, when he, he's like, he has like custom-made uh, head um, hair. He's custom yeah, hair. hair. Yeah, he's yeah. custom made everything. <laughs> 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 oh, very good. Oh, King is not good. He's a virility. He has a, he has a parking racist. spot where you can pull forward into, and then also just pull forward into to leave. You know, like special. He's got like a car car rotating turntable yeah. thing, yeah. which those are not expensive. Not that expensive. I think it's like thirty thousand. Yeah. Well, that's pretty pricey. It was expensive for you know mooks like us, but if you have like a La Jolla mansion. Yeah, like sure. A Ten million dollar sure. mansion. Pull in, grand, like, yeah, rotate whatever. the car, and have it. That would actually be pretty badass. That would be sweet. Yeah, yeah like, uh, yeah, that would be sweet. Say so you had a four car garage, but you can fit three of those in there comfortably with enough space to rotate the cars. That's a huge garage. That would be a huge garage. That'd be happening. fucking yeah. dope. Oh my god! Now I have something to strive for. I really have would. the wagon, the repaired Civic, and then my press car. And then just a turntable. Yeah, that'd be sweet. I'd have to probably let Jen park in there too, and maybe leave. What does she drive? What? what you well, no, just so I'm right? nice to my wife. Yeah. Yeah, you, I remember you mentioned your wife has company cars and I had hybrids to, and it, stuff. It's a Prius. Yeah, that's what I, I had thought. to drive it the other day, and I fucking hate that car so much. It's terrible. I am happy that people buy them. Yeah. Because it means more fuel for me in right. the long run, and uh, but and uh, Ed Lowe wrote something in the most recent Motor Trend about how. Maybe we should be thankful for the Prius spawning hybrid technology that has now filtered up into these amazing supercars. Um, Not even supercars. Which is a decent point. Even better hybrids because, you know, I like like hybrids. I just don't like the way the Prius drives. Well, yeah. A great example is the Jetta hybrid with a turbo. That car's fun to that drive. That car's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to go TDI like a typical auto. No, 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 no. Um, I wish we got diesel hybrids here. Uh, right. They just make too much sense. I mean, they're probably also, the markup on them would be high. Oh, yeah. Because the diesels are expensive. Hybrids are expensive. A diesel hybrid would be fucking expensive. Speaking of cars we can't get, I am driving the European spec Golf R next week. Where? Just around. Here? Yeah. Wait, it's, it's in the States? Yeah, Mark Vaughn drove it uh, a few months ago. Really? Yeah. You're Mark gonna, Seven. You're gonna talk to Daryl now, aren't you? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to him on the way <laughs> home. That's awesome. I, I should always just keep up with what you're driving, so I know what to. I Basically. mean, like that dining was amazing. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. <laughs> the car's the shit. Oh, I'm still. So good. It cu- just sold like three days ago. It's. I think it sold right after I gave it back. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, I mean, it's like it just got delivered. I should okay. say. Okay. Yeah, so they because they were asking me. They're like, "Hey, when can uh, when are you gonna be done with this? Because we might need it back for someone buying it." I'm like, "I'll be done when I'm done." Did Corey ever tell you how much it sold for? No, eighty. That's a good price. That's yeah. a good price. That because car be worth that's actually right on the money. Because that car will be worth something for three reasons. One, because they didn't make too many one M's to begin with. Less than eight hundred. Because it's built by like a comprehensive tuner, like just everything. Was oh, it's shot, done out. perfectly. Everything, everything thought out. Dynan is a legit tuner, so obviously a special one-off. The way that car is put together is is 
Yeah. Excellent. Exactly. And three, it's been driven by every media outlet in California. Mm, that's not a good reason. No, 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 no. Because it'll appear in all these magazines. And people yeah. Will, uh, but the price yeah. for a 1M right now is 60 the price for that dining kit is 20 So the guy got exactly, exactly market value for the car that's only going to go up. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't have that many miles. I think it only has like 16,000 miles on it. Maybe And like 15 clutches. <laughs> that thing is so sweet. The oh, clutch on that so car good. is perfect. Uh, I love that car. I can't wait to edit the video so I can relive my experience with the car. It's so good. Um, so good. So speaking of, uh, you mentioned that you haven't driven anything good lately. Do you have anything? Well, you said you have the, the Cayman coming up. Mm -hmm. um, anything else besides that? Trips or? Um, well, Jeff, you and I are going to Canada. Yep. For uh, We're going to Whistler. We're going to do some bungee jumping. I'm maybe not some, doing bungee maybe jumping. Some snowshoeing. Fuck that. <laughs> Um, no, there's I not much snow left. On. There is snow on the ground, but there's not that much. I think it's either Canada or New Zealand where bungee jumping was invented. I think it's it was New Zealand. In, oh, okay. Because Whistler said it was like one of the first. Like ninety nine percent sure is New Zealand. I can see that. Um, but no, uh, Whistler is gorgeous. Sweet. I can't wait. I've never I'm been so there. excited because uh, I was recently in uh, Vancouver for a trip, uh, and then we did a day trip to Whistler, my wife and I. That's cool. And while we were there. It's funny because we're we're dry. We did the day trip, and I'm just like, man, Whistler is beautiful. I wish we had more time. And then I see a Four Seasons. I was like, man, I bet that'd be a nice place to stay. Almost a week or so, maybe less, after we got back from Canada, I got the invite for the Lexus NX drive, <laughs> and it's Four Seasons Whistler. I was like, fuck yes, nice. Get to, get to glam life. Get of to be journalist. an automotive journalist and eat my shrimp. And then we come back into our broken cars. Exactly. No, I think I get the Escalade when I get back, um, which is a car I'm actually really looking forward to driving. That's pretty sweet. I get a Kia K900, but then I swap it out later that week for a S63 AMG. Ooh. That's going to be cool. Yes. I'm very jealous of that. Yeah. I haven't driven a new Mercedes in a very long time because apparently I, they just don't want to give me cars here on the West Coast for some reason. Oh. But oh well. Um, maybe they're offended by my wagon. Good. <laughs> um but I'm going to Scotland in July. Oh, get out. Yeah. No way. Yes. I'm, what? I've never been to the United Kingdom. I've always wanted to go to the United Scotland. Kingdom. Scotland. Yes. I love Scotland. Um, I'm going to, uh, this will give you a hint. Uh, part of the trip will be in uh, England at uh, Gaydon. Oh, oh, oh right. I forgot <laughs> they love you so much. Yes. I'm going yeah. to drive all, basically, the 2015 model year lineup of Aston Martin through That's the hills awesome. of Scotland. I've actually. Scotland. Uh, Scotland, ah, there can only be one. I'm Aston gonna drink Martin. way too much scotch this entire trip. You're gonna die. You're just here's gonna my die. here's a, a first world automotive journalist problem. Which scotch should I drink? No, 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 no. They can't find any good flights on my uh, airline that I fly, so I'm not gonna be able to earn my miles. I hate you so much. <laughs> How much of a first are, world problem is that? You are a monster. Like I have to go that. on British Airways. British Airways is nice. I know. Too bad they don't have to Concord anymore. Oh, Can you God. imagine press trips in the 90s where it's like, oh, yeah, just come to England for good look, good one. We'll put you on a Concord. They probably, yo, fucking oh. A. That would be amazing. God. So, yes, I'm bummed because I can't fly United, but I'm not bummed. Hey, I fly because United, too. Look at that. I'm, but I'm not bummed. Uh, the only reason I'm bummed is because I can't get my miles, and that would be a shitload of miles yeah. um, to help me inch closer to the next status. But I I'm not bummed because I'm so fucking excited to go to the UK. I've Scotland's always wanted cool. to go. I've I've and wanted. this is only my second time to Europe. I've always wanted to go to Scotland. My girlfriend's Scotland. obsessed with Edinburgh. Edinburgh, the most haunted city in the world, apparently. Really? Is Edinburgh? Why is that? Uh, I think it's because J.K. Rowling lives there. <laughs> as uh, as two people from Massachusetts, I think we could go head to head with Salem. Come on now. Say yeah, yeah. Salem well, modern Mass. day Salem Village, which is like Danvers or something. <laughs> I don't know. 
Um, even though, uh, what about like I'm sure there's tons of places that say that, but Ed- Edinburgh has Edinburgh. Uh, Edinburgh's has a lot been older. around. I was gonna say it's been a lot, around a lot longer. Lot more ghosts. Been a lot around more, longer. Lot more Game of Thrones. But it's stuff. it's funny when you talk about <laughs> the age of things. So like a building in California, somebody like yeah, this building's 70 years old. You're like that's it's, for it's California. That's fucking old. And then you're like, well, my my pe- my friends back east own three family buildings that were built. You know that are 120 years old, and then there are buildings, obviously, in Boston that are hundreds and hundreds of years old. Um, and then you go to Europe, go and they're like, "That's like, cute. That's oh, really that's cute." Funny. You know, I went to this I went was built three uh, a thousand years before Christ. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's still standing. Oh, it's in the middle of downtown London. There's like, You're like a oh yeah, go it. visit Turkey or or go visit Egypt or China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was in a I was in a uh, I went to Bruges, you know, the movie Bruges, Bruges, Bruges. what the yeah. fuck am I going to Bruges for? I went to Bruges, they have a church that was built in 1100, <laughs> and then on in 1300, they built a church on top of it. That's amazing. So the church on the bottom is all like gothic, and there's not much ornamentation. You go upstairs, and it's like like the Roman papacy has invaded The everything. closest thing we have to that is Seattle, where there's a city built upon the city. Did you know that? There's oh, yeah, an underground city in Seattle. That I've never seen and I want to see it, but they built the city on top of it because the old one was sinking or something like that. You could go to San Pedro for the same thing. Really? Yeah, the, the sunken city on the on the coast. I had no because idea. Because it fell in in the twenties during a uh, during an earthquake or something like that. I want to see that. And I don't really want to go to San Pedro though. No, go to San Pedro and then go to Slavko's Chicken because the fried chicken there is awesome. Nice. Well, I get to drive over the uh, Gone in sixty seconds bridge. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna jump. 15 cars and make my getaway in an old muscle car. Just just make this face the entire time. <laughs> Rains! Don't do it, Rains! Um, <laughs> shoot, now I'm going to go to San I Pedro. I've got to see that movie again. Uh, yeah, that's the, the, the black cop telling him not to, to oh, make yeah. the jump. In his, what do you have, the E39 M5 cop car? Oh, yeah, he did. Right? I forgot about that. Because he was a car guy, car. too. Yeah. Um, and then the other guy who's always questioning his driving the whole time. Yeah. Uh, I, was that guy? Not from... Is it the guy from Justified? Who's it, the, his... Really? His partner? I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe. There's I a couple guys who look similar, and he's one of them. But that, that cop was funny <laughs> in many... I mean, that whole movie is funny because it's Nicolas Cage. It's but cheesy as hell. I actually... Anytime it comes on TV, though, I'll watch it yeah, until like a, the next commercial movie. and then keep moving. You know what modern... Ray, is that your kid, brother? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> you you got to watch it so you can quote it with me. I, I do. I don't know, know that movie too well. I don't know that movie too well. My, uh, speaking... So you got me thinking on... Uh, the, the train has derailed on the podcast, oh, which is totally. fine. But you got me thinking of another movie, Fast and Furious, and also my brother, who used to work in San Pedro, because uh, his coworker, uh, another friend from back east, um, <laughs> he loves quoting Fast and Furious. Uh, yeah. He's like a moderate car guy, but he loves quoting that movie. And so they found randomly by a dumpster a cutout of Vin Diesel, <laughs> and they texted me one day of the cutout, and then my brother printed out a bunch of lines from the movie and did a video text of him just doing all the lines. Because he sounds, if when he, not normal speech, but when he does the impression, he sounds pseudo-Vin Diesel-ish. That's it's great. awesome. He did the whole, they texted me with the whole scene of him, uh, Talking about how how why Vin Diesel went to jail because he <laughs> he killed that other guy with or he he didn't kill him but he injured this other race car driver with a wrench because hey, that was alert. the guy who killed his dad by accident in a car accident. Right. Spoiler alert! Come on, it's like yeah, the first Fast and Furious. I could have sworn I heard him screaming, but everybody in the stand said that was me or something like that. Whatever the scene. Is. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, yeah. it's it's awesome. <laughs> But uh, so yeah, they got a Vin Diesel. We come should out. do a Hooniverse like cheesy, cheesy car movie uh, like night or something like that, where it's just that Gone in sixty seconds, 
the the remake of the Italian Job, we which could, if, I liked. If, if we could edit together enough funny footage where we silhouetted ourselves and made it like MST3K. Oh, yeah, we got to. What do they call it now? Lines. Riff tracks. Riff I think. Tracks. Yeah. I saw Riff tracks do uh, for Twilight, which is the only way to watch that movie. Where do you see it? Uh, my friend was showing it at his place. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because you uh, buy the episodes, right, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, you download them. I, they have a riff track for Fast and the Furious. We should watch. Really? That. Yeah. Oh, I would definitely watch. I that. think they have one for. They, so they, they do modern for, movies yeah, now. They had, they had one for Matrix. They have one for like Titanic. Oh my God, I got. Yeah. I did not know I this. Mean, Twilight's the and it's the original one. people, right? It's the original people. So Joel, no, Joel was the second one, or Joel was the original one. Joel Hodgson, I forget. I I love uh, the the Mike Nelson was the original, I think. Maybe and Joel replaced him. I forget. Yeah. Uh, but one of them, whoever re- was the replacer, did work on the show before coming out. The one of their best ones though is MST3K, the movie. Oh, it's I so love that movie. Fucking funny, and yeah. it's on Netflix, so you can get it. It's it's uh, such it, a good their movie. their voices are so good in there. Or, uh, hey, the thing, Shrinky Dink. Yeah. <laughs> fucking love that. Movie. Hey, Brill or, <laughs> or Breck or whatever his name is. <laughs> Uh, he just yeah, God, don't go, and he gets in the plane. You ever, you ever <laughs> hey, see Hal? Yeah. Don't go. Uh, oh God, I love that movie. <laughs> you ever see like the the shorts they did for like all those GM infomercials back in like the 30s and 50s no. and stuff? They have they did yeah they did a bunch of GM ones. Fuck man, I gotta get caught up on riff they're tracks. On, they're and on YouTube. That's awesome. They um, did one about like 50s dating, like a video about <laughs> how to date in the 50s, and it's friggin' great. I love movies or um, like documentary type movies from that era. So yeah. like, if I randomly stumble up because tomorrow's you know, world of wheels. Well, yeah. Well, also especially the old uh, the Disney ones. Oh yeah, those yeah. ones are the best. That the House of Tomorrow and <laughs> and all goofy woo in the back. Um, uh, the but, nuclear ones obviously are the best. Yes. Duck and cover. <laughs> yeah, but like, if I stumble, you know, you go down that YouTube rabbit hole where you yeah. wind up on a bunch of videos there if it's old footage of people explaining the newest the uh, you know the, the p51 mustang or maybe not that's too old but uh you know the, the the f4 phantom in its day is able to take on the air-to-air combat you know and it's like almost like venture brother-esque shit really but in is, real yeah, life it totally is do you ever uh, see the i old, love that stuff do you ever see the one from the 80s where it's like the chrysler turbo encapsulator yeah well that one that's a classic that one's so good yeah, um that, good. that whoever delivered that scene was amazing yeah uh that one's so good uh but yeah it, there's it, a there's a bunch on there's one that there's actually a legitimately good one from the 30s where they explain how like a differential works yes and it's like imagine if you take one peg and you put it through a dowel and then, you, <laughs> and then it's just like a, it's like a five second long like just static now take the peg and put it in a wheel yeah because that's the audio equipment of the time <laughs> yeah and if you turn the, the peg the, the hip mounted tape recorder with the the which we shouldn't be funny because we're wired into this podcast device yeah, really. at the moment even though it's it's a fucking sweet unit anybody out there listening who wants to have a mobile audio thing get the zoom h6 because it kicks and up i ass. make the static noises but huh. Huh. <laughs> but no actually auto week does a film friday series every friday where it's just basically old footage from the uh, 50s and 60s there's some really awesome. good stuff there there's like a 63 buick riviera commercial we deemed the sexist commercial of all time because it's at the it, it starts off pretty normal like this guy's driving around past a house and this chick's like ooh with her sunglasses yeah. and then at the end it's like the 63 buick riviera a woman can understand, but only a man can truly appreciate. That's fantastic. And you can just <laughs> so you can just great. picture Don Draper nodding background or like giving that pitch. Yeah, we're talking about the Buick Riviera. The Buick. women might get it. It's like Peggy, but you, this is a man's car. Peggy, you tell these people what it's like to be a woman. When I okay. see Don drive the Buick Riviera, my <laughs> nips just point to the moon. <laughs> She gets it. 
You guys get it. You guys get it. Let's have a scotch. I can't wait till the rest. Damn it, of Roger! The, I can't wait for the. Uh, this the season's next. been so good. Well, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best podcast moment. <laughs> what? <laughs> this point that I'm what are you? You're losing it. You're Peggy Olsen voice. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, I, 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 we're about to start <laughs> wrapping totally, up anyway. Totally imagine her saying that. So <laughs> the nips part? Uh, uh, Jesus, I feel damn like I'm going to cut my ear off. Spoiler just alert. Pete Campbell going, damn it, Don, you knew how this was supposed to work. Your, your Pete is good. Your hair is even Pete-esque. It's, even it's though you have a better hairline than he does in real life. Why, I could just, can you imagine, Don, a thing like that? <laughs> a thing like that. <laughs> he always, says, exactly like, he always he sounds like he's hamming it I up. I love, though, that his... his his how he's so much more over the top. Well, no, how he's ever every now and then slightly more relaxed because of California yeah, exactly. and his blonde girlfriend who's a real estate agent. And he's got a tan that looks like this brown couch. Right, he's it's, sitting on. it's awesome. Yeah. I, I love that that they're. He doing wears a that. lot of ascots and sweaters around it's his neck. So good. Yeah. Um, but on that note, Blake, pitch where people can find you and all that good stuff. You can always find me at Auto Week, and you can find me on, on Twitter, and I will start tweeting. Where again. on Twitter? BZ Ron. And you can find me again on Twitter when I start tweeting about my car going in. I can just nice. complain about all these uh, the terribleness that's about to ensue. Awesome, awesome. Yes, and please yeah. keep people up to date on that. Uh, give a shout out to Shout Engine. Go to shoutengine.com if you want a podcast of your own. As we always say, go get your damn your own damn podcast. It's very easy. It's excellent software. It's got great analytics on the back end, and it's only growing. So jump on now while you still can. Uh, you can follow me uh, at Twitter at Jay Glucker. Also follow at the Hooniverse. At the Hooniverse is slowly getting more followers than me, and it's about to pass me. And uh, I gotta figure out which is fine. Not until you go to the Aston Martin. Which trip. is fine. No, it, it, hopefully the Hooniverse gets more followers. I'm fine with that. Uh, but I I do have to have more Twitter followers than Travis Okulski. Let's yeah, start a campaign too. to get me more because he passed me and I I helped him at one point get to a thousand Twitter followers and now oh, he's on the quick. verge of like four thousand. Ever since that fucking Pepsi thing, oh, yeah. he's blown up. Um, so a friendly rivalry, help me get more Twitter followers than Travis. And, th and this is a note to Jeff Gordon: I will let you scare the shit out of me for Twitter followers. Yeah, same here. So. Um, <laughs> You uh, can even you can even hide in a closet and just jump out and so, with a mask on. I will act stone faced in case this happens in real life, just in case someone's filming me from now on. So people will be like, "See, that's how you should have handled it, Travis." <laughs> yeah, goddamn it, Travis. I would slowly pull a knife and be like, "You should pull this fucking ah. car over before I slit you from ear to ear." Um, <laughs> you called this bad. I I had it worse when I was in Saigon. Right. Uh, go watch our videos and like them and subscribe to the 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 Hooniverse channel on YouTube and just spread the Hooniverse love and spread this podcast love. Go rank and review us on iTunes and we will see you next week uh, after we've both driven Lexus vehicles and uh, uh, Blake's driven the Porsche and drink drank so much scotch in between. Uh, no, that's a, like a that's a couple episodes from now. But hopefully I'll have an update for the Civic by the next time we chat. Adios, biatch!